0: This is Amanda and
1: this is Rachel and this is, is Vocal Perspective. Perspective. Welcome back to Vocal Perspective. This is Rachel and I'm with my obviously co-host Amanda and we are so thrilled to be welcoming to the show today Nina Peligra who is a solo a cappella singer and looper and just want to say hey Nina how are you? I'm doing good yeah thank you for having me on this podcast Um, it's
2: really exciting. <laughs>
1: So we often start in the same place, which is how did you become sort of exposed to acapella and where you are now? How did you how did your journey start? My journey started actually way back in
2: high school. Um when we we started an acapella, you know, a few friends started an acapella group. And I don't even remember what the name of the acapella group was. We had one final performance, but it was a lot of fun kind of singing with my musical theater f- group of friends, you know, singing a lot of like Mika, uh Sarah Bareilles. And when I got to college, I was in a group called The Mandarins at mm-hmm. Syracuse University, and I Had taken a couple like theory classes, like my senior year of high school, and then taking music classes at Syracuse, so I really got into the more arranging side of things once I got to college, and they graciously let me mess up a few arrangements (laughs) in the mandarins. Yeah, and then I also was... Director Cape Harmony in college that summer. So I kind of hit the ground running with three groups in three years really fast.
1: Yeah. And, and after college, how did you transition into doing what you do now? Since the other groups that you've been in, I mean, were, were groups, right? They, they involved other people. And now you're doing stuff on your own.
2: Absolutely. So I was a music major at Syracuse University. And one of the things that I focused on in addition to like arranging and composition is studio recording. So, you know, I I had a music industry major, which is basically like whatever you want to do in commercial music. So I had some recording skills after college, which I had attempted to use kind of with my connections with Cape Harmony before, you know, obviously after graduation, it took a long time to get a job. (laughs) <laughs> right? So I had a few months where, uh, you know, I was applying for jobs. And the only other thing I was doing is just writing arrangements for nobody. Um And I just, it was such an obvious thing to just start recording myself. You know, I saw other people doing it. And you know, it was really easy for me to jump into. Uh, a few years later, I actually got involved with Plaid Projects through Plaid Productions. So they, they have hosted for a couple years this kind of week long intensive recording session where you basically go in and, and collaboratively record a song. So that also was an inspiration for me to build specifically a cappella recording skills. Yeah.
1: And sort of where do you feel like your wheelhouse is now? What what kind of music do you feel like speaks to to you, and do you like to, to perform? That is a great question. <laughs> I have
2: background in a lot of different genres. So, in, in, at Syracuse University, I was classically trained. I've been singing classically for a long time. I also, for as long as I can remember, have been singing vocal jazz. Um, but of course, what I listen to is more like pop singer songwriter or even like pop punk, punk rock kind of styles. <laughs> so, What I describe particularly my new looper material as is like jazzy punk rock. Hmm. Um, So it's uh, a lot of inspired from from more rock arrangement style, but it's sung in kind of jazz or even classical stylings, which kind of melds together in the pop
0: genre. Hey, it works. Very cool. So you just actually released an album. Can you tell us a little bit about the album itself? And then maybe we'll get into some of the process that you went through for it.
2: Absolutely. So Sense of Self is my debut solo project. A, a f- lot of those songs were a result of those couple years where I just, you know, didn't have a group to record with. So I was just recording for fun. Like, Turning Tables was probably my first passion track, right? Mm-hmm. And then eventually I started getting into looping and original music. Um, so the most recent track there is Sense of Self, the title track, which is an original song that I
0: actually wrote on my looper. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. So
2: I recorded that all myself and is just kind of a, it's a culmination of the skills that I've kind of been accumulating.
1: I'm curious, how did you decide sort of when it was time to make the album, and then which songs you ultimately ended up wanting to put on it? Another great question. My my current job is
2: at a recording studio called Plaid Dog Recordings. I'm a studio manager there. So I am on the phone talking with artists who are releasing their debut albums every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ultimately it's not the recording skills that you know, that that is my real passion. But a, a big part of that job is just talking to people who are doing the thing, following their dreams, as cliche as it sounds. So honestly, I've been really inspired by, you know, my friends that I've met at that job to kind of just go for it and start somewhere.
0: Yeah.
2: As far as the tracks that I've put together and coming up with the sense of self theme, and title, particularly in the past few years, years, I have been struggling with my mental health. So a sense of self is just, there's no mysteries behind that. That's a direct reference to the, you know, emotional and social work that you do in your mid twenties <laughs> to try and figure out who you are, um, develop a sense of self and figure out what what exactly it means to like put out something that in a way, represents you. So each of the tracks on the EP have something to do with with that theme.
1: I mean, that quarter life crisis thing is no joke. No, that's really not. (laughs) That's a really brave
0: thing to do, because singing about the different stages of your life and how you're finding yourself is a very vulnerable thing. Do you have any advice for someone else that might want to explore that process?
2: yeah well i I feel like there there are a lot of artists in kind of with a similar message, but I always found that a lot of times they they kind of already have it figured out i guess like in in kind of this self help arena where you know they kind of have the advice and have the answers. But I feel like it's okay to not have an answer. Like the last line in in my original song, Sense of Self, is, so please don't ask me. Because like, I, I don't know yet. And that could be part of your identity is that you, in your current self, is looking for who you're becoming. Yeah. So that's definitely, um, like Hercules on my EP is, has the similar, it's by Sarah Borellis, And that message is also kind of journeying to figure out where your inspiration is is. And that is who you are at that moment.
0: Absolutely. And how does that translate to your songwriting? What's your process there?
2: I I get asked that question a few different times. And I feel like every song is comes out a different way. Mm -hmm. Since I was a little girl, writing poetry has always been the best way for me to express more abstract moods. So I, I've been writing lyrics since I was young. And of course, listening to emo music <laughs> when I was younger, it was like really easy to kind of just put that structure into it. So often, you know, it's inspired by just a certain emotion or mood and certain phrases or thoughts come to mind. And that's, that's the starting place. Mm -hmm. on the more technical side of things especially with sense of self i was experimenting with round on my loop pedal so essentially if you sing into the loop pedal a particular phrase and stop it you know four bars in but continue to sing over it you're essentially creating a round by yourself Mm -hmm. so that's essentially how like the chorus of sense of self was developed that melody was developed and then, um, these thoughts that I had been kind of journaling or like writing poetry about regarding kind of finding who you are and different struggles just kind of fit into that.
1: Nice. Very cool. Have you started? I mean, I know it, you know, sort of this album just came out, but I wonder at what point do you start thinking about, you have more ideas for music, more ideas for songs, and, and where is that line for you of focusing on this and then being inspired for the next thing?
2: I have the next thing planned out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So my next project is going to be called Love Lost. So mm-hmm. um, kind of the, the initial project is sense of self, kind of journeying on your own, knowing where you stand as an individual. And then Love Lost is more about, okay, venturing into how you connect with other people and um, how you exist socially, um, and kind of meet people where they are. So I have a few tunes for that. I really think for me, I have never resonated with the idea of like a five-year goal. I feel that, and this has always worked for me. So like, I mean, (laughs) don't hold me to it, but for me, (laughs) it's, it's never done me wrong. Is that like, if you wake up every day and you do honestly what feels right, meaning not what's comfortable, but what feels right and good and feels like what you need, then you're going to get to the place that you need to be and you're going to have what you were able to achieve. So again, the most recent release I have is just a culmination of me waking up and kind of acting on me.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's a really good way to think about it because, yeah, most people are like, oh, where are you going to be in five or ten years? And it's like, I don't really know. And if you had asked me five years ago where I'd be right now, I'd have no I'd be I'd be completely wrong.
2: And if you did it right, you're probably in a way better place than you would have even imagined five years ago. Like I, I would I would never have planned to kind of release an album. But here we are.
0: Yeah, you know, you're you're right, though. I mean, most of the decisions that have made me put me in a better place now have kind of come spur of the moment. And like, I wake up one day and I say, no, th- let's try this. <laughs> and yeah. so there's a lot of validity to that. So now that you are, your primary focus is mostly solo singing. Do you have any hopes or inclination to return and sing with a group as well? Yeah. Well, I
2: do sing with a group called Common Sound. It's a semi-pro group in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, it's very much a, a, a group of friends that love to sing together. So, of course, it's very special to me, and we, we all have um, lives and families and everything. So it's, it's low commitment, which... Hmm. Is really great and I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And it it does allow me to having a solo project allows me to work at my own pace. But it's also great to work with a team and kind of work toward a common goal. Whatever that goal is, it doesn't have to be, you know.
1: World domination. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. And I think I've always wondered like so many collegiate singers come out of school and they're like, they want to be in this like high intensity group that's doing this and that. And Mm -hmm. there is really a place for these groups, especially if you have other careers and families and other responsibilities. You know, it's not like college where you're like, well, we all live on campus and we can rehearse three times a week, usually once a week or maybe even once every other week for some groups is what works. So it's really nice to hear that that is still fulfilling to people. I think more people need to hear that there is still some fulfillment in a group that is not like cutthroat very serious.
2: I remember when I first joined the group, I was getting a little frustrated with like a a lack of commitment. Of course, I was fresh off college where it was pretty intense. And I had a friend who was like, I have an idea, Nina. Why don't you just enjoy it <laughs> like why don't you just relax and have fun and i was like oh yeah that's a good idea <laughs> and yeah Absolutely. it was good
1: advice <laughs> yeah so i wonder you know as we're speaking we're obviously in the middle of you know this like catastrophic world event Surreal. where we're all which is i feel like all we ever talk about but um but i wonder you know do, do you feel like actually that this time gives you not being in a group it gives you some i hate to say advantage but but in some ways it gives you an opportunity maybe to to express your art in another way because cuz it is just you
2: i definitely um feel very fortunate to have all of the gear and skills and practice that I've already put into place right now so I can make music and, uh, you know, put stuff out there. I can work on my next release. A lot of what I do anyway is mostly online just uh, for practical reasons. You know, I have a full-time job and I'm not gigging all the time. I also, one of my goals, you know, at this time was to Play out more. <laughs> um, so that's not really happening. But I feel like now I have more space to build new repertoire, come up with new ideas, do some recording so that, you know, when it does come time, I am ready to go. And plus, I am every day I'm like watching YouTube videos of how to like collaborate with people or go on Instagram Live or I mean, concerts are happening more than ever right now. So yeah, I definitely am planning on utilizing those resources.
1: That's good to hear. Do you have, I guess, advice, I would say, for someone who is interested in pursuing a similar path that you've chosen? My advice
2: would just have an attitude of curiosity and just try it. There are so many resources and people out there who that will be helpful. I mean, for me, there was a lot of people that were giving me advice, and then I didn't listen, and then I did it wrong. And then I went back and I did listen. And then I did it better. (laughs) And it's a vicious cycle. So I just think you need to start. Hmm. And wherever you are um, and whatever feels right, whatever just seems really cool to you, just give it a try and it's probably going to be bad and that's really cool. <laughs>
0: I'm going to make my son listen to this episode because that sounds like what we talk about all the time because he's trying all of these new things while we're in quarantine. And he's comparing himself to the professional from whom he's learning. And he's like, I'm terrible. and I'm like, of course, you're terrible. If you were great, you'd be a wonderkind, And I'd be, you know, having you teach classes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And at the same time, there are people who aren't doing anything at all in that area. So, you
0: know, in that way it's a win mm-hmm. you know yeah. absolutely yeah, you can't get anywhere unless
1: you start <laughs> yeah i think the hardest i mean right the path of the, oh gosh the hardest path is a for, oh i'm gonna screw up the the saying it's like the the a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step something like that um something like that and yeah. and it's that first step which feels so hard but once you've taken it every other step is like just another step
2: I got like straight up fired from my first acapella recording job. Like they needed (laughs) their money back. And like I said, like there were these people that were trying to help me with it and I just didn't, it just didn't go well. And they were still there when I was like, picked myself back up to keep doing it. Like those people still wanted to help in this community. And I, I really love that. So I just think you have, cause I'm sure at some point they had gone through the same thing. Yep,
0: And that's the thing like a lot of people out there ask about. And it's like, oh, well, everything's going great for you. And I'm like, well, I've been doing it for 15 years. And let me tell you, I still make mistakes. And I don't even want to look back to those first couple of years where I really had no idea what I was doing. I was just I was just trying. And I'm glad that some people gave me a shot.
1: (laughs) Seriously. So I wonder if you can talk a little bit about in your, in your dream world, like what, what would you like to be doing in the next six months or, you know, we won't talk five years cause that's way too far ahead, but like, let's look at something more realistic, six months to a year. Do you have like, what changes would you like to see in your life and your journey and your path? Yeah. Like as far as what I want to
2: be doing, I mean, I, of course I would love to be doing music full time right? So, you know, building slowly in that area uh, will allow me to just have more time for new material, um, more consistent content, um, more collaborations. You know, I, I feel left out <laughs> with a lot of my friends who are um, doing so many awesome things and traveling and just have more time. So that's definitely one of my goals is kind of wear many hats, whether that be recording releasing my own music, performing with other groups. Um, I would love to be in a band
0: for some of, like, the... That's m- blasphemous from the acapella world. <laughs> I know, but there's just
2: so much material. I do have so much material that just, like, needs, like, a dirty
1: guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I want to hear about some more about that dirty guitar. Tell me more about the dirty guitar. <laughs>
2: yeah, kind of scratching the jazzy light stuff and, like... Just go hard with, you know, some more hardcore stuff. That'd be awesome.
0: Nice. Well, I've mentioned it before, but we need more great acapella singers doing instr- music with instruments because the vocals aren't always great. I can always tell when someone is a vocalist first and not just an instrumentalist that they threw at the front of the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, you're in kind of the Boston area, which is a hub of acapella, like is, has that helped inspire you at all? I know you're surrounded by quite a few people that love this as much as we all do.
2: Definitely. So I mentioned Plaid Projects, which is put on by Plaid Productions. So one of my first steps in taking things seriously is just shooting shooting an email to be like, hey, can I come to your house And do some recording, Stranger, uh, which was great. And I wouldn't have had access to that experience had I not been in the area. Also, um, Boston Sings, obviously, is in uh, Boston. Uh, It's a really awesome acapella event. Um, I was scheduled to do uh, a workshop on acapella looping this year. So fingers crossed that maybe I'll have a chance to do that sometime in the future. But yeah, that's been great, just kind of connecting with other people and obviously learning new skills.
0: Yeah, and you brought up a good point of you just emailed, uh, quote unquote, strangers, and you know, something came of it. I wish more people would. Uh, I know people that have names in the community can seem a little bit scary to somebody that's just starting out, but you never know. Usually most people, I I don't know any people that are experienced established in the community that bite um so the worst they can say is is no but i'm glad that it worked out for you and i wish more people would not be afraid to reach out
2: definitely especially i I feel like there there are at least a few people who are kind of literally giving those opportunities actively so kind of just being around whether that be in Facebook groups whether that be it, at acapella events just kind of <laughs> being around like and and being open to opportunities yeah well and and then acting on them <laughs> that's the
1: most important part yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've definitely been impressed with the responsiveness and like the willingness to help of the community it's been a, a so I was a newbie, sort of new into the scene, into the community, like six, seven years ago. And in that time, people were lovely and wonderful. And it's a really like welcoming, supportive community of awesome human beings that I guess I would encourage people to like, not be afraid to reach out because, you know, more often than not, you'll get a, a response from somebody and it's mm-hmm. It's really um humbling and and like special to have a chance to connect with people who you're reaching out out to so and then you know, look what
0: comes of it. Someone that puts out you know your own album that's you know watching that journey for me is always really exciting to watch someone that tentatively reaches out, get some help, and then blossoms on their own.
2: yeah, it's um, I have to remind myself sometimes like no, that's
1: that's real, that's you <laughs> like it's. <laughs> It's true. So I guess I wanted to ask, I guess we're, um, we're sort of coming towards the end of our time, but I wondered if you could talk just a little bit about what some of the reception um, of people in the community have been to the music that you've put out and to this new album.
2: I've been really overwhelmed with people's interest in, in the release. Um, I personally am just proud to have something that I can show people for future opportunities. So my, the single Sense of Self did get a CARA nomination for Best Song by a Solo Performer, which was like, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> anyway, <yeah. laughs> so that was really cool. And then just to see my name next to like Nambi, it was just awesome. And then the single did get a review through RARB and that was very positive. I think my favorite part of that is that There was no mention of the production quality of the EP, which means a lot to me as an engineer, because that kind of meant to me, like, no, like, I'm just as professional as anyone else like this. I did my job to produce a professional product, just like any other a cappella group who would get reviewed. So that really meant a lot to me. And now I'm here, which is awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the the secret to, or... You know it feels good as an engineer when no one mentions the engineering and the and the production because you're like, well, you didn't notice any mistakes. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's usually when you notice something has gone wrong that someone's points it out so not hearing anything is usually a really good thing
2: yeah let let the music do the talking yeah
0: <laughs> definitely
1: that's
0: great well thank you so much nina for taking the time to chat with us and for those of you out there that haven't checked out sense of self yet i encourage you to go listen to it we'll link it on our page on vocal uh, along with this podcast so definitely go check it out and nina you have a youtube page too right
2: I do. Nina Peligra. Type that into YouTube. I have a lot of Looper material and also some DIY acapella recordings.
0: Yeah. So go get yourself inspired. And thank you so much for joining us today, Nina. Thank you for having me. It's super fun. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you again to Nina Poligra for joining us this week. As our regular listeners know, this is when Rachel and I would usually talk about an issue, and yet this week it doesn't feel as necessary. I think there's a lot of talking already going on, and maybe the focus is not here, and that's a good thing. We hope you are all staying safe. We'll close out the show with an original song from Nina, and we'll see you next Tuesday.
3: fine i've been hiding my sense of self but she can't ask for help i hear a scream i think that might be she i can hear See in the dark There's pills and masks And spirits pass I close my eyes But she won't ask for help. I hear a scream. I think that's only me. I can hear her. Time to set her free. Behind the just behind the just behind I've been trying to find. I've been hiding my sense of self. But she won't ask for My hair is fine